0: thanks for taking a moment out of your time to listen to discussing who want more comic book related content then check out the discussing who youtube channel it's all about discussing comics visit youtube.discussingwho.com and subscribe again you can go there easily youtube.discussingwho.com and now on with the show back everyone. This is episode number 78 of Discussing Who and we are going to be talking Doctor Who news on this episode. So if you are listening and you are not hiding under a rock or not purposely aborting Doctor Who for some reason, the chances are you might know that the cast of Doctor Who has been revealed for series 11. But before we get into that i want to take a little trip across the great pond of the atlantic as uh Lewis Trapani always says and if we're going to be talking about breaking news and trying to figure out who some of these people are who better to give us some insight than the one and the only dave cooper
1: oh i've made it to the big time hi guys <laughs> hey 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 welcome back I'm uh, very pleased to be here, uh, glad to be in your company, and Clarence's too, and uh, looking forward to just making a minor contribution
0: today. Uh, you always make a great contribution, so no minor about it. So the other person that, uh, that Dave just mentioned is none other than our impossible co-host himself, Clarence Brown. Yeah, man, I am quite happy because my
2: last Jedi ticket has been secured. And I am well on my way to enjoying it in
0: two short months. So, yeah, I I can't wait for that movie. Less than two short months, actually. Yeah, yeah, man. I I wonder if anybody else has any tickets, huh? I wonder who.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Me? (laughs)
0: And and hopefully I won't cry when I
2: see uh, Princess Leia on screen, because I don't want to get kicked in the kidneys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because considering that someone that we were talking to earlier said that, but you know what? If if that happens, if something happens to her in that movie, you know what? I'm if I cry, I just cry. I mean, you know, let it happen, man. So, let it happen. so, so um, Dave, question for you. I think you are, but confirm for me. Star Wars fan. Oh yes, I
1: am. I, I'm not knee deep in it. I'm not a collector of all the, the, uh, the um, things. And by the way, I just uh, here in the UK there's a program called the Antiques Roadshow, and they just had a guy on with a fantastic collection of Lego Star Wars stuff. He had a Boba Fett, is it? Apparently, oh, yes. that's supposed to be worth 100 pounds, what 120 dollars. His collection was valued at about 2,000 uh, oh, dollars. Wow. These were these were, of course, when lego first issued these particular individual characters not not you know a little bit like um what were the ones that came out the the six inch figures of star wars where the originals had like um if they had a cloak the cloak was made oh, of material yes. Yes. and then then later on they went to having like plastic cloaks and uh, people didn't think that was up to snuff and um it's the early ones that keep the
0: value of course Yes, I remember that. And you know what? You made me f- remember something because I had forgotten about the uh, material, the the fabric cloaks that some of them would have. And it, it's funny. Um, and Clarence, you'll remember this. Back uh, this past summer, Clarence and I were at a comic con, uh, a comic convention here in Jackson, Mississippi. And Clarence was talking to this guy that was a uh, Star Wars collectible action figure. Some of these. Uh, that you're referring to and i did you notice clarence the the what i the look that i had on my face that i was kind of looking beyond the guy we were talking to you remember that yeah yeah you were kind of fig- trying to figure out what a playset stood still up on the wall if i remember correctly y- yes there was a there was an old death star uh from the probably about 81 or 82 that as soon as i saw it i remembered it and it was like oh cool because i had that whenever i was a kid and that was cool yeah
1: but uh, most of my things like that i did buy them i'm a generation ahead of you guys but i did buy those things from a son i mean he had a millennium falcon and what what were those um uh walkie things at The
0: at ads yes
1: at ads um uh, i bought him those and they were filled with things of course he also had a a Doctor and a TARDIS
2: <laughs> thing, of course.
1: I mean, uh, got to keep, got to keep up uh, appearances. So yes, um, <laughs> I, I I've got a very broad interest in science fiction, and um, I try not to just be uh, one foot. I have been known on a different podcast to uh, mix me Star Wars and Star Trek up to much chagrin from everybody else on the show. Yeah, uh, I mean, to admit to that is even. <laughs> a bit death divine, but yeah, no. Um, uh, but actually, again, I'm not actually getting into the cinema much recently to see these big ones. Uh, I was going to see um, jumping genres. I was going to see um, uh, Blade Runner 2049, but I've heard it's such a long film that you sort of need to take a snack.
0: <laughs> oh. Clarence, wow. you've kind of heard that it's not doing very well over here, haven't you? Blade Runner, yeah. at least? Yeah, which is disappointing, which everybody...
2: Well, reactions from people who have actually seen the film I think are pretty positive. And I've heard that it's kind of just this beautiful cinematic piece, but that being said, it's not bringing people into the theatre, so I'm kind of wondering why. But, of course, I didn't go see it yet, so maybe it's just not in that touchstone of the current generation. I don't know.
1: Well, it's it's doing apparently quite well in the UK, I don't know. It's something to do with the the sheer length of it, and um, and maybe the cinemas are not. You know, they can't rotate the seats quite as many times. But um, yeah, um, I'm sure it'll make the money in the long run. Well,
0: yeah. well, you know, while we're free associating here, let me ask you another question because you mentioned Star Trek as well. Because uh, we're getting this on CBS All Access here. Have have you seen Star Trek: Discovery?
1: Oh yes, I'm enjoying it. Um, uh, I'm not too sure about the word Star Trek in front of the name Discovery, but uh, <laughs> uh, I am enjoying it, and I, I really do like the main character. Um, I mean, I, I like some of the other characters. I like the uh, the very tall guy. Yeah, uh, not Yeah, I, I think that's a very very uh, well thought out character. But uh, the main character herself, I do like, and Jason Isaacs as the uh, the captain is sort of uh just giving you a little bit throws you off centre a little bit. Um but I I must admit uh some of it doesn't gel if this is supposed to be in the same universe as the T V series, because we do get references, don't we, to uh yeah. I mean when when the barge of the ship I, I think this is in episode five where uh, and he consults the computer to find out how he's performing. And he references, you know, uh, Captain Archer and things like that. So we are presumably in the same universe. But um, this spore drive, although it's a brilliant idea, I mean, something's got to go wrong with it because it's got to have faded out at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I would be interested to know what is like the overall opinion of people in the UK versus the indignation of us Americans here that it's not free on CBS. You know, it's it's behind a paywall, which Netflix is still a paywall, but that's one that most people already have. So what are the rumblings you've been hearing from people over there and, and where you're at about it being on Netflix, uh, no, in, uh, in Rice's indignation <laughs> about it or anything, are people pretty accepting of it over there? I wouldn't say that. Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, uh, not
1: a lot of people knew it was going to be a TV series. They thought it was going to be um, come out like a you know Star Trek the motion picture type thing. Uh-huh. Uh, my, but my brother-in-law doesn't have Netflix, but he, he he can't he can't bring himself to spend what the equivalent of eight dollars a month. And I've told him the vast amount, I've told him, you'll be actually very pleased, Kyle. I've mentioned Jessica Jones. Ah, cool. I've mentioned Luke Cage. I've mentioned all the good stuff that's on. I've mentioned uh, Designated Survivor. I've mentioned all the good stuff he could be watching, catching up with. Um, but he still can't withdraw in it. No, I mean, um, I, I'm reasonably happy it's on Netflix, Netflix, um, and I'm actually quite pleased that they're doing it one episode at a time, not dumping all ten episodes um, or whatever it is in one go. Um, no, um, I think it's great. By the way, um, I, have you? These guys are very organised, and I'm a bit, as you see, fire pants fans. Uh, I only read today that the uh, series season two of uh, Star Trek Discovery has got the green light. So that's very early on in the production cycle, I would have thought. We've only had five episodes out. My biggest gripe with it um, is I didn't like the F bomb being dropped, and I don't know why.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, that, I mean, especially if you're like a classic Star Trek fan, or even, when I say classic, even the ones 20 years ago that I watched, you know, uh, that's very not star trek you know although we've had maybe the s word in some of the movies but they haven't dropped the f-bomb and it's mm-hmm. it just just totally takes you out of it for a bit but of course you know this is a little more risque star trek it's on uh this paid tier where not everybody has it is not on network television so it gives them a few liberties to go in places you wouldn't think it would go Uh, But by the same token, Star Trek has always been something, you know, you can sit down with your kids and this aspirational show. And by going in that direction, it just kind of, you know, it it just feels weird.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. The last time I was so shocked in the Star Trek universe was, I think it was the very first episode of Star Trek uh, Enterprise. Well, it was called Enterprise when it first came out, wasn't it? And the decontamination gel routine um, uh, where where you had to uh, go into that room and sort of rub your crewmates back uh, with this uh, gel. Uh, and, um, well, I won't, I, I, I'm a guest here, so I'm going to be very, watch my P's and Q's, but certainly one of the crew members got quite excited about the event. I know that. <laughs>
2: Oh, that's funny. I was excited. I would never forget about that. You
0: were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you walked right into that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well.
1: Uh, and I, I was actually quite. I didn't like it when they started bringing the neo-Nazi. Uh, see, we are all over the place He's, he's lost control, Clarence.
0: <laughs> no, no, control. we're doing good. I'm letting you guys just, just, just have at it because I, I was curious. Uh, I figured Clarence would probably have questions uh, uh, that he might want to ask you since I brought up uh, the Star Trek Discovery and. Why might you have questions about Star Trek Discovery, Clarence?
2: Uh, yeah, because I have a podcast called the STD Podcast, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. And yeah, you guys should check that out at uh, stdpodcast.com. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I believe it's very catching. <laughs> oh yeah. that's good i like it it's it,
1: know,
2: get rid of it
0: yeah, yeah it's it's <laughs> it, it is going see i'm 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 going to just keep going you know this this podcast is doing so well i have a feeling that it's going to go viral
1: yeah exactly and if you're itching to know about star trek it's the actual right one time
0: yeah even better <laughs> so any other television shows that we want? uh to mention real quick before we get into the capital T-H-E television show?
1: Well, uh, a few things, if I may. I mean, I'm actually... uh watching tons, I mean, actually, I'm getting my money's worth out of Netflix, although it's actually, at the end of this month in the UK, it's going up uh, a pound, I think, on all the different tiers. I believe in the States it might be going up a dollar, except for the basic tier, um, which is a bit of a brave move, because um, in uh, with the launch of the Apple TV, I believe, one of the, the selling points of that, As I understand it, is if you've got a library of movies that you've paid for in HD, you will be able to watch them in 4K resolution without paying for them again. So for Netflix, and maybe that's why Apple TV have done it, with Netflix putting up their uh, their fees. Certainly here in the UK, um, you know it's a it's a very fine balance with the. Uh, With these things, but uh, yes, um, uh, I I still prefer, um, you know, the hard medium of, well, not so much DVDs now, but Blu-rays. So I'm actually, uh, I, I don't get Supergirl and Flash and Arrow here in the UK on the channels I get. So those are the ones I actually had on Blu-ray and so on. Um, so I've, I'm watching Supergirl. Well, I've just finished watching uh, season two of that. I'm in the middle of Flash season three. Uh, and annoyingly, I've just come across an episode where, he oh, was getting really exciting. He went over to meet Arrow, I got Arrow in, and then it says, continued on Arrow. So uh, I'm going to go and get... Uh, uh, Arrow Series 5 or something now, um, or Series 4 or whatever it is. Uh, so I'm loving those two um, on DVD. But on Netflix, I uh, really just enjoyed uh, uh, Timeless as a series, uh, Watching Limitless, which is based on the, the, the movie of that name, Designated Survivor, which I think I've heard you mention, Kyle, as one of the things that you like. Um, uh, and I've loved all the... Um, the, the, you know, the Luke Cage, Jessica Jones type ones, Daredevil, I'm a big fan of that, and I'll, in fact, i tell you what, they've started doing here in the UK on Netflix, they're probably doing in America, uh, something uh, will start, like Star Trek, Discovery, gets back to that, and the opening title start and a little symbol
0: comes on, says, uh, skip recap. Yeah, I've seen that too, Clarence, have you? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it as well. Yeah. And
1: I said, no, I want to watch this. Uh, cause I, <laughs> I I mean, I think uh, like the Daredevil credits and the Jessica Jones. And I'll tell you what, because I get uh, my TV sh- watching in 4K, if they were made in such a way, something like Limitless has got a fantastic um, opening theme because it shows... Uh, a brain as though it's been um, you know, done with a computer with all these synapses showing but the point is those synapses on 4K are (laughs) absolutely in ultra fantastic detail it doesn't look like a blotchy you know, a Dvorak test or whatever, it really looks great, (laughs) so I don't skip them, but you know, I really enjoy them, Um, so um, I'm um, Stranger Things too. Oh, yeah! Stranger Things two is uh, starting this coming weekend, so uh, I'm, I'm plowing through it all. Really enjoying myself, and uh, yeah. Uh, and as I say, with the just the final note on the Star Trek Discovery, um, I am enjoying it, but I can understand why it's upsetting. Um, you know, people. Uh I, I'm I, my own attitude towards it is it is in a different universe and that's the way I'm approaching it. Um are a different timeline, are are to quote um to quote flash, you know, something went wrong, he went into the future to alter it and when he came back the present was altered.
0: Um and it's something like that. You know, it's interesting you said that because, Clarence, I think, uh, and I don't want to speak for you, but wasn't that a theory that you had that there was something going on with time?
2: Yeah, my theory was kind of that this board drive will have something to do with time as well, which, you know, they've made uh, – they have this thing called the tardigrade, which, you know mm-hmm. – um, Kind of bolsters my theory just a little bit just simply because the name (laughs) But the way they speak of the sport drive It does seem like it will have the capability to go with time at some point And I think that could be a really cool thing But you know, we're just one season into this and i'm pretty sure by the end of it we're gonna have this catastrophic event or something that's gonna Kind of get things in the direction that we're used to as far as tos going forward
1: well, I think what's going to happen is something like happened in uh, Star Trek Voyager, where they tried the slipstream drive, ah, and yeah. and uh, in 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 that he took the the little craft, and he was everywhere at once. He came out and then he started mutating, didn't he? <laughs> and he, that's the one where he pinches the captain, and they they actually start the evolution of the. Sorry, spoilers for yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Star Trek Voyager. But um, the slipstream had a flaw that really made it, presumably, then you know forbidden to use at that point. And, of course, we also had in, um, in different variations of Star Trek this idea that the warp drive was destabilizing the fabric of space in certain places. We got that directive, didn't we, that they could only go up to warp five in certain areas. Uh, because it was affecting the fabric of space. So there's going to be something that's going to... And, of course, we don't know whether they'll be able to find one of these creatures again, because apparently <laughs> they are microscopic. And there is, on Earth, there is an actual creature, I think it's called the water elephant, a water buffalo, that, it, that the image of that has been taken from. Uh, it's a minute creature that's, you know, less than a millimetre in size. So it is based on a a creature that can be
2: seen under a microscope in the real world. So, Dave, I want to ask you a bit about your 4K plunge. You mentioned 4K, and uh, I have yet to take that plunge. I want to buy a TV soon because I do have the Xbox One X on pre-order with Amazon, so I should be getting that sometime next month. And I have to get me a 4K TV. And, you know, us 1080p Neanderthals over here uh, <laughs> have yet to to witness the glory of 4K. So are you loving it, man? How how do you like the 4K, man?
1: Absolutely brilliant. And not only that, because it's a 4K TV, when I'm looking, it's it upscaled. Obviously, 1080p content has to be upscaled. Otherwise, it would be in a little box in the middle of the screen. So the TV <laughs> they upscales it. So I'll tell you what i 'm rewatching quite a lot of my blu rays because the blu rays that i 've got look better than they did now some people will tell you uh, go to a 4k TV you look at a 1080p content and look at 4k there 's not that much difference, but what they 're not realizing is that if it 's on a 4k TV the 1080p is being upscaled so yeah. you would really need to watch a Showing 1080p content side by side, uh, and the 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 upscaled is like an intermediate, so it blurs the 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 upgrade between the two. They, it can, but now's a good time to buy 4K because um, they've got all these uh, HDR and high bit log gamma. There's four different varieties of the, the you know um, the type of uh, not just the the resolution but in way the color dynamics you must get a tv that will display 10 bit color at least uh, and something that will do hybrid log gamma because when 4k uh comes to actually transmitted tv hybrid log gamma will be the system that it will use uh hdr is the um the, the, the more in-depth 10-bit color. But now's a really good time to buy them. And I believe there's some really cheap, um, what not cheap very good value um, yeah. makes in the States. Uh, and
2: go big. Go yeah, big. I'm, I'm waiting on the uh, Black Friday. It's probably going to be yeah, That's what I was fixing to say. <laughs> to, to brave the masses to go and fight for a 4K TV on the cheap. So I don't, <laughs> we'll see. But I'm excited about the plunge. Absolutely great. Um, um, I I know I've taken up a
1: lot of this time. One thing, just before we get into your main topic, is um, I'll listen back to this great show, of course, the one that's plunging by the minute while I'm on it, but discussing who. Um, Episode 75. uh, I think um, I'm not That was our five
0: doctors, yes. The
1: five doctors one. I'm not surprised, Clarence, you're a bit amused at that. (laughs) Uh, Sure. Ian, the sixth doctor, unfortunately, can't be with us. Um, he always used to say that the five doctors was the one he would recommend for people to get into Doctor Who. But uh, that, that went disastrously wrong on a couple of occasions, two or three occasions, because people couldn't make head and the tail of it. And I think you had to struggle with it a bit, Clarence. Uh, there's only two things I would say uh, to sort of maybe make you feel a little bit better about it. I know you were you you were unsure about um you know why people were striving for this and what what the catch was, but remember the master that's that, that comes into this and you know he's tagging along and then they, they come to this thing where there's like a checkerboard design on the floor and yeah, they use and that The point is that at this point in time the master is very near to the end of his regenerations we're talking about the main uh, doctor, in that being what the fifth doctor on his fifth generation, the master already then was, you know, he'd already reached his, his limit uh, and he'd actually stolen uh, that body that he was in. Yeah, Nessa's, uh, Nessa's
0: father, uh, right?
1: Uh, father, yeah, so he, he's in a much more desperate state. And of course, we know in, in, in the new series, he was granted a new set of regenerations and so on. But at this point, he's absolutely desperate and that's blinding him because he's equally clever to the Doctor, but it's blinding him to the fact that, you know, you know. be careful what you seek, because um, eternal time means nothing if, you, if you're if glued to the side of a casket. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> I mean, the uh, if you remember the Enlightened, uh, have you seen the classic one? Is it the Enlightened? One? Um, enlightenment.
0: Mm, I'm not you see sure. That
1: with, with, yeah. the, with the Eternals. And they they live all the way through time, and they're absolutely bored, um, and that's uh, <laughs> you know part of the 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 thrust of the show is that they're doing these meaningless things that people think have they got anything better to do with the time? Well, they can do anything. It's a little bit like um, going back to Star Trek, you know, where you've got the um, you know the Q and the uh, and they the go and visit Q, and it's just yeah. a road in the desert. You know, it looks like you know on the road by. Jack
0: <laughs> yeah. You know. well here's my take on uh, just another thought on um, the five doctors when when they had Missy dressed up to look like Dracula every time you saw Missy it was like really and yes because <laughs> I like referring to the old master as Missy now so but speaking of time lords who become time ladies we've got oh, series yeah. 11 announcements today are uh, actually yesterday, but we're talking about them today. So uh, let's start off at the top. We've got a full TARDIS, looks like, again. We've got um, Bradley Walsh, Taz, Tazen Cold, or Cole, excuse me, and Mandip Gill. So I think you're familiar, Dave, with Bradley Walsh. Is that correct? I am indeed, and so will you be. All right, because I know he's see. on Sarah Jane. So yeah, who exactly. else? Exactly.
1: Um, well, he's, he's 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 mainly known for being in soaps here in the uh, UK, but I mean he's he's got a vast list of uh, things that he's on. But um, he he's been known for his roles as Danny Baldwin in Coronation Street. I'm sure you've heard of at least Coronation Street. Yes. If you're not really sure what it's about, um, but he, he he hosts TV game shows as well. More recently, The Chase and Gas, uh Cash Strapped. But um, yeah, uh, 57 years now. So, um, um, And, of course, it was unbelievably nearly 10 years ago when he was on that episode of uh, Sarah Jane, The Day of the Clown, I believe. Um, and uh, so, yes, that's where, where you'll know him from. And, and uh, every, everything else is from a different genre of uh, content, really.
0: All right, so Clarence, let me ask you, And let me preface by saying, other than reading that Bradley Walsh, and I'd forgotten that he was in Sarah Jane, but uh, other than reading some speculation that he might be the new companion a couple of months ago, were you familiar with him or Tazen Cole or Mandit Gill at all?
2: Uh, none of these actors, not at all. Uh, but I will say I do like the diversity in the cast. I mean, just from this picture we have in this article, it just it just seems like a very diverse cast. I think that's pretty cool. But you guys mentioned the notion of a full TARDIS, so I have to throw that back at you. How full has a TARDIS been?
0: Ah, uh, very good question. And we, well, you know the and and correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave. But the original TARDIS crew, we had three people other than the Doctor, so a four-group. And for the, for the most part, until um, you know Ian and Barbara left, you know yes, Susan left, but you had other people come behind her, and um, it was probably up until you had the pairing of Ben and Polly that you got down to only two companions. And then eventually by, uh, you know, the third doctor, you got down to having just one companion. And that stayed, with the exception of canine, pretty much true until the end of the fourth doctor's, you know, time as the doctor. So am I pretty correct there?
1: yeah i mean we had other different things in there. i mean if you call k nine another companion uh, if you call chameleon another companion um and if you call the brigadier as a companion um, on on odd little trips um and we had a couple of things like um, with the with the uh, um the doctor we had like stephen um it was a um a spaceman who who secreted himself in the TARDIS. Even um, um, Nissa, uh, not Nissa. Um, oh crikey, the air hostess one um, was um, went into the TARDIS by mistake. Um, Tegan. Um, yeah So lots of things like that. But the, it was really after the Fourth Doctor and the 5th Doctor where we had the, the crowded Tarlis and the uh, uh, the 5th Doctor Peter Davidson uh, sort of uh, tended to pick up waves and strays <laughs>
0: that's funny and that's pretty much true and and then after his assortment of 4 or 5 people kind of went away we've never really had a, f- a full you know 3 or 4 people again really have we? um not really know. no um I, I mean
1: we've had a couple of failed companions um that you, you thought may make the companionship some of whom actually made a trip in in the tardis um you know um maybe up to the moon or something are were were saved from from a certain uh Things so they actually got a lift in the tide, as it were. Yeah. But 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 it's a long time since we got uh, you know the um, the and of course we then came across this issue that uh, Dillier was one of them would be falling asleep for half an episode, a uh, half a story simply because there wasn't enough things for them to do.
0: Yeah, pretty much true. So let so let me ask you, Clarence, if you had an opinion as. Having three companions as opposed to having one companion, which would be your preference?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I could see it being hard if you have multiple, you know, at one giving moment. Though, though we did have um, had Nodal and um and Bill at the same time, so that. That wasn't a lot, really. But I could see if there's just, if, like you call it, a full TARDIS. I could see that getting a little bit uh, overwhelming a bit. And like Dave just mentioned, maybe some of the characters getting a short shrift, uh, not getting, you know, really full assignment. So I don't know. I'd I'd like to see how it goes, though. I'm interested in that notion.
0: So so let me ask you, uh, do we know if all three of these will be? full-fledged, every-episode no. traveling companions?
1: I think they're using the term a little bit loosely here, I think, for the sake of, um, you know, just um, <clears throat> not making things too clear. Um, uh, I mean, there is a, there was a fourth cast member mentioned that isn't uh, – this is a recurring character,
0: I think. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, so I want to hold that one just to j- just for fair, a second. Fair um so, but But, 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 uh, back to these three. You know, I, I don't know if something tells me that one of them, and I, and I have no idea which. But you know, I'm wondering if this is like if you would have said when uh doctor who was returning that joining you know christopher Eccleston as the doctor will be um you know um oh my goodness i can't remember rose tyler act billy piper and then uh you know Noel Clark and then uh, Camille Kidori. You know in the tar- you know in the Tardis. Yes, all three of them at some point in that season was truly in the Tardis. But only one of those people were true companion. So I'm wondering if that is a little true here.
2: Yeah, mm. I can see that happening. I can see that happening. You know what interests me more maybe is. Do all of these people come from our current time? Are we going to see some of these people coming from different timelines, like the future or maybe the past or even a different planet? I think that would be cool. We haven't really got that in the new who. Um, I think they should probably explore that a bit more. Hmm, interesting. All be from our current time, you know, I, You know, I mean, it's part of having a connection to them being from our current time. But I would like to see them explore maybe a little bit, you know, as far as somebody from the past or the future or or just a different planet, I think would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I don't necessarily think they should all be introduced if they are all traveling with them. I don't think they should all be introduced, uh, you know, as a group. They they may be disparate people um, that come on board for various reasons. (laughs) <laughs> so um i don't know i mean um and i hope n- we're, we're not getting a couple joining i don't think
2: yeah
0: yeah interesting yeah and you know I, I purposely meant you know wanted to hold this next person for just a minute because when i read it the first time i read it as sharon d clark will uh be cast to star in a recurring role. So that was how I read it the first time and I'm like, "Oh, okay, well this is just someone that's going to be off to the side or just a, you know, a side character, recurring, you know, character." And then, you know, put my glasses on and it was like, "Oh, returning role." So my f- again, I didn't mm-hmm. understand correctly. So I'm going back and looking at her pictures and I'm like, "Uh, I don't remember you know you i don't know i've not seen you before on doctor <laughs> who and then i got a, a returning role not a returning actor yeah not a returning actor but a returning role which yeah. then made the wheel start turning so clarence just the name uh, reading it as the a she's been cast in a returning role off the top of your head what does that kind of say to you or does it say anything? Uh, uh, I hope it doesn't say what I think it says. Okay.
2: What it's do you think it says? Missy. I think it means new Missy, but I could be totally wrong on that.
0: Mm. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Uh,
1: it's the Ronnie. It must be the Ronnie. It's always the Ronnie.
0: That's what I was wondering. Huh? Interesting. Interesting. So, so Clarence, you're familiar with the Ronnie, I, I think, right?
2: Yes, from what you guys have told me. Yes. That's what I
0: thought. Okay. So, mm, I don't know. Why the running, Missy? What's the
2: difference? I mean, why would you pick her over Missy when you think of returning role, which is obviously a time lord? Uh,
0: because I want Missy. I want uh, Michelle. If we bring back a Missy, she's gone. She's gone. Just okay, let's face it. We still have Christmas. <laughs> we still have hope. Uh, but but seriously though, I. uh, You know, we've not seen the Ronnie. And if you say just from the look of the character, okay, are you going to say that's an older Bill? Possibly, but but I don't think that Uh now just from the look of her. And I don't know why they would do this, but just from the look, they could say that that's an older version of Martha. But why would they why would they do that?
2: No no I don't see either one of those. So
0: that goes back to what Dave just said. Then now could it be another male time lord that we've not seen before? Absolutely. But could it be the Ronnie?
2: Hmm.
0: That's or could it be Romana?
1: Well she's called Clark. It could be the old Clark's mum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, you know, they know exactly what they're doing, because by saying that she's yeah. <laughs> in a returning role, that means we speculate about that. And we're going to be talking about it when they showed the first trailer and you see this glimpse of this person. You're going like, oh, yes, yeah, she's the Ronnie or no, no, she's not the Ronnie.
2: Well, you know what I find missing from this cast is and I very much expected it or this type of person to be in the cast would be like a male heartthrob type character you know and I'm saying that from the sense of usually when the doctor is or like the doctor has always been a male <laughs> there's usually the the very cute you know female companion that's with him. so I kind of expected them to go in the way of having a male heartthrob kind of which not to say the other guy is but <laughs> I don't know but but it seems like they would have cast somebody in that stereotype I don't well, know I think they've
1: avoided having a single companion for that very reason that they don't want oh if it's a woman travelling alone in space and time she must be in need of the man to quote Pride and Prejudice or whatever you know um, they, they they don't want her to have to have another person to, to prop her up a support or a fight her fights for her so I think that's probably why they may well not go with a single companion, because you know, let let us say we're we're on a plane. If if she has a male companion and he's he's a nerth male companion, you know, as soon as there's danger, he's gonna you know he's gonna push her behind him and step up behind. Him when she's actually the hero, she's the main character. So I don't think I think that would cause problems in the way that they did things. So. For that reason i think that they're, they're on safer ground um having two companions neither of which will be a love interest to her and hopefully not
2: a love interest to each other um yeah. it looks like the age differences are, are uh pretty apparent too seems like the 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 um i don't know which is which so the black guy and the girl are like younger and of course you have the older guy and um what's his name bradley welch yeah, yeah bradley Bosch. So uh so, yeah, it looks like they kind of spaced out the aging a little bit to where she's kind of in the middle, uh, Jodie Whittaker. So
0: it should be interesting. I'm I'm excited about it. So, you know, I'm looking at it or trying to look at it outside of the casting. And, you know, oh, this is the first woman doctor and looking at it from the doctor, the 13th doctor. And, you know, you look at... Um, you know, Matt was all hug, hugs and touchy-feely and happy-happy. And then, remember, in the first uh, episode of Deep Breath, you know, he he's so not wanting to even hug or touch uh, Clara at the very beginning. So having said that, maybe this version of the Doctor, because of having that one companion from the 12th Doctor and losing both of the one companions, Clara and then... you know not saying nardle wasn't a companion but but then losing bill and technically losing nardle too maybe that's part of a coping mechanism that the 13th doctor has is it's easier for me to lose someone when ultimately i will if i have more than one person traveling possibly
1: Mm. i'm not sure about that i i think um uh I'm not sure I can add anything to that. I'm sorry, if no, you're noise no. no, in the
0: background. No, you're good. Clarence any thoughts on that?
2: Uh, I don't know if that's the that's the reason. Uh, hopefully the doctor doesn't want to lose anybody anyway. I don't you know, maybe she wants uh the doctor wants to crowd himself or be crowded around a bunch of people. I can see that as, as a coping mechanism to, to maybe get through um uh,
0: and maybe, that's what, and maybe that was what I was trying to say, just didn't say it as well as you just did. Yeah, but, but the doctor has been through this many times before. I guess
2: you could never get used to it as we witness to each time it happens, the agony of uh, the doctor going through this change or losing a, a companion. So
0: I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to see how it, how it all plays so out. So we have to yeah. also factor in, we still don't know what happens at Christmas.
1: No, but I think Clarence has got onto a good thing there, in as much as one of the the things that I was accepting of the the twelfth Doctor, sorry, the thirteenth Doctor, uh, in terms of you know all this long questioning that we had is, am I a good man and so on. I was thinking this is he's not just regenerated um, from one regeneration, you know, the Matt Smith Doctor to him. Is basically received through the crack a whole new slew of regenerations. So basically, I saw this is a sort of um well a re a restarting of the franchise in a way. Ah. And that particular uh, and his doctor had a much more difficult transition into this new because remember uh, as the as the 12th doctor he'd lived for 600 years on one planet and got older and older and older basically accepted that his life as a time lord had come to an end um and i think you have to have the context of that you know the christmas one uh and then this regeneration force comes through the crack uh so much so that he actually repels the 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 space fleet With the with some of the energy, we don't know how many um regenerations he now has, it's there's doesn't seem to be a number put on it, and therefore he had you know an absolutely you know, basically, you know, what do you do when you when you go back to the operating system, you've gone basically wiped all or (laughs) wiped up all the enhancements, and you're back to a vanilla.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, think and so that's why I think his transition uh, and was so drawn out perhaps too drawn out, really. Um, because he was there, there was a lot of navel gazing in that last series. But this transition from the what we assume to be at the end of the Christmas special coming up that th- this should be just a normal. Not a normal, but because everyone's different, but it shouldn't be as as cathartic as the last one was. I think that's what I'm trying to say, anyway.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely get that. All yeah. right, you know, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I'm just excited to see how she portrays the doctor. That's just what I'm really, really excited to see. Just, and you know, we don't want to really linger on it her being a or, or the doctor being a woman this time but it is going to provide for some interesting dynamics that we haven't seen before and I just can't wait to see how uh, the showrunner actually brings those to life in this in, in this new iteration and what type of underlying mysteries we'll have with the new doctor you know uh, being a whole different showrunner where is he going to take the story and, and how crazy will it get you know I, I can't wait
0: yeah well let me let me throw this in real quick while we're talking about these uh new um companions we uh the gentleman by the name of uh Tazen Cole um that's you know joining as uh, new companion Ryan was actually in and I saw this in the Con Kestreborus um g- Facebook group that's of the same convention that's next June in Alabama. He was in The Force Awakens. I did not know that.
2: Huh.
0: He was uh known as Lieutenant bastion in The Force Awakens. Wow,
2: cool. It's, I don't remember him but <laughs> So I FYI
0: be- go back and look at uh Force Awakens and uh for the um Lieutenant bastion. Cool stuff. Yeah. All right, so let me ask you uh, guys real quick. We're getting 10, 50-minute episodes as opposed to 12, 40, 42, 43-minute episodes. So 10, 50 minutes. Clarence, off the top of your head, what what are your thoughts? Um, uh, I don't know. The
2: time really doesn't make difference to me as long as it's a good story. Uh, I don't know if that switches up what the f- – Current format is in, on on the UK broadcasting. Maybe may may switch that up a bit for Dave now, But well, other than that, I'm, i It's really inconsequential to me. Yeah. What about you guys? Okay. Well, I, what do you say?
1: Well, I think it's it's quite significant in um, in some ways because of as I mentioned, Netflix. I'm watching a lot of that. A lot of those uh, series now seem to be ten episodes. Ten episodes is becoming not an unusual number of things in a series. Um, uh, and I suppose it's, you know, box set worthy and it's uh, binge, weekend binge watching worthy. Uh, so in, in a way it's falling into line. But as as you said, it is 10 um, and the first one's an hour and the others are 50 minutes. So we're getting 510 minutes. Uh, last series, we got 12 that came up to us something like 600 minutes. But, so we are losing the equivalent of the one episode in terms of runtime. Um, so, but of course, we're assuming, uh, and I don't want to prejudge your next question or two, but I'm assuming we're going to get a new s- section of uh, uh, opening credits. We're possibly going to get a completely new TARDIS. Um, so... Whether they consider this as a cost-saving exercise, I mean, you are right. Some of the um, the, the episodes have been like forty-two, forty-three, forty-six minutes. Um, so, you know, if it sticks at ten, and we we shrink no more. Here in the UK, we're having a a, a lot of things shrinking. Um, uh, they're mm-hmm. trying to disguise the fact that food costs are going up in this country by, you know, your chocolate bar doesn't cost any more but there's four less chunks of chocolate in it. You know what I mean? I don't <laughs> right, know that happens yeah. in America. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what's happening here. Um, but ten, I'm quite happy with 10, because it's quite... I, I'm going to use it. I mean, uh, Stranger Things that we're talking about, I don't know whether that's going to be about 10 episodes, but there's quite a lot of series that they're doing there. Basically, uh, let's face it, they've worked some of the actors on Doctor Two to the death. So it may well be... That uh, Peter Capaldi uh, and other doctors said, "You know what? You know you don't have make us work on this. I mean, they're doing all these chores, they're doing the promotion, they're doing um, all sorts of uh, voice work. Uh, they're even vo- doing voices for BBC games. Um, it's a heck of a task. I mean, even William Hartnell, the very first one, they were working for forty-eight weeks of the year." Mm -hmm. Literally, uh, we had a couple of episodes where um, uh, Jamie, uh, the actor, you know, they had two weeks off. And in fact, there was one episode where he was ill and, you know, the actor just wasn't available. They put a different actor in. Uh, and he pretended something had happened to Jamie, and he had a different face.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was I remember just, that. They were,
1: they were working them to exhaustion. So if it does mean that the the people are going to be able to get to a series more energized, uh, they're going to be, on each individual episode, have a slightly higher budget. Uh, and then yet, by the way, I don't mind... Um, when I think back, I don't mind the fact that we used to have, if you remember, Clarence, I, I don't know whether you remember this far back, but we'd have a what was called a Doctor Light episode and a companion light episode. So, for instance, if you if you go if you've seen Midnight uh, with the tenth Doctor, that was a companion light one because um, you know uh, the Doctor basically went off on this little tour um, on his own without the companion or oh, this Blink. Uh, where the doctor's hardly in it, so th- they had other ways of getting around the budget, so I'm not sure we would need a doctor light or a companion light episode, but ten fifty minute the first one an opening ten uh, extra ten minutes, maybe it would have been nice if the last one was a sixty minute one as well yeah
2: um
1: it- uh, but um yeah the only the other thing of course is it means that this is not going to start till. Autumn or fall, as you would call it, in 2018. So, we're going to get the Christmas special, which thankfully is only about eight or nine weeks away now. But then we've got to run nine months, yeah, to the start of this series. Oh, one thing, it doesn't look as though it's going to be split into two halves because it's wow. a bit difficult. With it's a bit,
0: episodes. yeah, I didn't mean, I did with, not know that.
1: Well, if it's start, not starting until autumn and fall. There's just that 10-week run-up to Christmas, isn't there? Um, I mean, if it was going to be split, we'd be getting some in Easter. We'd get five or six in Easter and mm-hmm. then a break. And I think, actually, when you're down to 10, the argument for splitting it up is not there. When you've yeah. got 13 or forty, or 14 if you include the Christmas one, and you've got seven, then a six and a Christmas special, splitting it makes somewhat sense.
2: Yeah. Do we know if the budget is the same? Now, of course, we said a little bit longer episodes, less episodes. But is the overall budget going to be similar to what we've had in, in the past few seasons? Do we know that or not?
1: Uh, we don't know, but I would imagine
2: it's it It
1: could even be less in as much as if the budget is held, costs have gone up. So, it, so
2: yeah that's... it may
1: not, may not have even been increased with in inflation
0: <laughs> but
1: they haven't taken money away they haven't said well you're only doing 10 episodes so you don't need the extra money for the extra right, two right because
0: episodes. it was Chipnell who actually requested the change in format you know for his storytelling styles from what i read so you know for that i mean if it's good i have no problem with you know that it be 10 as opposed to 12 or you know thirteen or whatever, as long as it 's good, case in point, knock knock you, yeah, you know i 't you know for the most part, a lot of people did not like knock knock, and the three stories about the monks that could have been condensed down into mm-hmm. maybe one or two episodes, so you know some of those shows that we didn 't feel were very strong. You just won't maybe have these or those with a ten-episode block.
1: But then, that that brings up another interesting thing because you asked us about the format, and and taking a leave from the Netflix book, two-parters with only ten, they may even go the same route that they do with the DC world and the um, you know the Marvel world. And basically, it's a one-story i don't mean by that an overriding arc i mean literally each story runs into the next r is a a cliffhanger to the next um you've only got to think about um what the defenders that's probably the best example of that isn't it where the story carries on
0: good point so Clarence let me ask you um do do you favor redesigning the TARDIS or would you say leave it as it is
2: uh I'm always down for a fresh new look I think that would be cool uh it always is always a good delineation from one doctor to the next so I mean yeah do it do it I'd be interested to see how they actually uh uh change it this time you know it's always an interesting thing that you see with a new doctor so yeah I,
0: I say go for it good point so uh leave it the same or change it uh Dave
2: Well, I'm going
1: to be accused of being sexist here, aren't I, before I (laughs) even open my mouth? Because I would say it's a very masculine TARDIS we've got at the moment. We've got almost a submarine type of, you know, dials and, uh, and lots of, you know, metal staircases and things like that, and then... Up in the leisure area, right, around the top, we've basically got a man's reading room and library with a cosy chair where he can sit and read his books, I almost have his uh, gin and tonic at the club. I mean, it's very much a male, male designed. art. Uh, so I think, and uh, I can help me. I don't. I you know. I, I don't want. I don't want unicorns oh. and pink, pink pouffes, <laughs> um, oh. but. <laughs> I think it's a bit too masculine um, to, to keep. All right, so
0: I'm going to make I'm going to make a prediction. I am going to predict here and now that if they do redesign it, that for the first time since the series returned in 2005, we will see. And I know we've seen the one that uh, Clara and the Doctor stole off of Gallifrey. I understand that, but I think we will see the more white. Uh, generic, original TARDIS look, but kind of updated, as opposed to what we've kind of had, you know, in in, you know, the last, um, you know, since two thousand and five. So the last thirteen years, I think we'll have more something similar. To that so that you don't have what you just said, the, you know, the men's, I mean, the man's masculine uh, reading room, smoking room, drinking room, whatever, or that you don't have it to, you know, pink frills, unicorns, whatever. Uh
2: You, you took it there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, but, 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 but but I don't think, and I'm not saying that there would be anything wrong with that. I'm just really saying that so that no one can say, Oh, well, they yeah. tried to make it too girly or no, they yeah. tried to make it too manly. It would be something. And then that way you're focusing more on, this is the 13th doctor as a character. Yeah. I yeah. think
2: Eric is the way to go.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I think you're right. It will be, Whereas the, the TARDIS now is functional, but in a in a sort of, um, uh, as I say, with lots of uh, metal and uh, metal staggers, it will be functional, probably like you say, in white, maybe with some Mary Quant stripes all over the place, or you know, a bit, maybe a very 60s look to it, uh, which will obviously be similar to taking it back to the other one. So uh, maybe geometric, uh, you know, uh, Mondrian type, if you know that painter, you know, the abstract uh, Broadway boogie-woogie and all the um, (laughs) the, the straight lines, if you know those paintings.
0: And you know what? I'm going to make a comparison real quick of something that just popped into my head and if I don't say it, I'll forget it, which is, I would think for the first time perhaps, and and, and I give Christopher Eccleston his due for making The Doctor work again for a new audience, but Having said that, I think for the first time since Patrick Troughton Jodie Whittaker's um obstacle that she has before her that I hope and uh, dearly that she is able, you know, to overcome is similar to what uh Patrick Troughton had replacing Hartnell because with him he was the first actor to replace the original actor. I mean, if he didn't work, we wouldn't be watching Doctor Who today. For her, she has a different but similar obstacle as being a first again, being this time the first female Doctor.
1: Yeah, although, I mean, in some ways, I'd almost like to be able to watch it and forget that we've got a female Doctor And I don't mean by that that she marches around a a little bit like um, they've done Leftbridge Stewart's daughter. She plays that role fairly as a masculine, uh, a woman who's trying to get on in a man's world type of, you know, uh, wear wear the fitted suit and uh, gruff out a voice and uh, snap commands and almost say, you know, you treat me like a man. This kind of thing, um, so I don't want that. Uh, we obviously, well, it. I, I think really it, it should sort of not be a major element of um, uh, personality. It, the story will lead, and uh, and the events that will unravel maybe at a fairly fast pace. You're almost halfway into the story before you realise that it, it's a woman leading. Yeah, uh, you know the, the the defense of Earth or whatever. We yeah. had some very strong women. Don't forget, you know, we've had the the, you know, I I did my duty, changed into a Cyberman, you know, Prime Minister, and uh, we've had other strong female characters within Doctor Who that that can be both feminine, and yet you know
2: assertive.
0: So. Yeah. And- So so, Clarence, I was going to ask you, what were your what were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I I think we'll quickly find that, you know, we're we're not giving this doctor respect because she's, you know, this harsh, uh, gruff female that's trying to be like a man or whatever. We're going to give this doctor respect is because hopefully Judge Whitaker will step in this role and she'll just be the doctor you know just hands down she's going to be the doctor and her being the doctor is going to command that respect and not her you know us throwing projections on her if she's trying to be this certain type of woman but she's just going to be the doctor and i think that's how we are all going to feel about her in the end
0: you know what i think you couldn't have summed it up better and i think that honestly is a excellent way to wrap this episode seriously Cause, because that's true. She just needs to be the doctor. Cool. So, um, anybody that's listening, I want to thank everybody for listening. We want to hear some feedback from you. So if you want to send us some feedback, send that to discussingwho at gmail.com, or you can send us a message on Facebook, record us a voice clip, send it to us. But Dave, You are also working on other podcasts, so where else could people find you? Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, Yes, uh, with Ian, the Six Doctor, it's the Cultman
1: Collective podcast. We're doing them monthly at the moment, while Doctor Who is off air. So we're just doing them the last Sunday of the month. We do them live, of course. Uh, This is on the TalkShoe site, call ID 54821. Uh, And Um, that's at uh, 2pm Eastern Um, we'll obviously be just having our October meeting next which will be discussing uh, this exciting news again but we do let other people come on and and give their opinions and we'll also be uh, talking a little bit about some of the um, things that go along with Halloween and uh, this particular time of year but um, yeah and uh, it's cultum.com is our uh, blog site uh, and we have a twitter account just cult them so find us that way just search on google you'll get about eight pages of us on the, the google search
0: cool you know and i want to go back to something you said just a minute ago clarence because i just thought that, that was kind of like so so right of ever time we have a new doctor we always judge matt smith he's going to be too young or you know they had the same thing with peter davidson i think you just kind of summed it up just perfect just be the doctor so cool so where else can other people find you oh yeah i've already plugged the star trek
2: podcast but you can also check me out on another tech centric podcast i do which is called tech Pedition. Uh, and I'm on there with my brother where we talk tech, anime, gaming. Uh, we cover the gamut and uh we should have a fresh episode coming out
0: in the next few days, guys. So yeah, check that out at techpedition dot com. And you're also on YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. You're on YouTube. Uh, oh, so that's why I'm not that's why I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's who the other person was. I thought he looked familiar. Um which we talk about discussing comics and uh we've um got some new episodes coming out am i not correct
2: oh yeah you can check that out guys by going to com, and that'll take you directly to our youtube channel uh check us out like cal said we talk about mostly comics
0: but we we are ramping up the channel so yeah check it out guys good deal well again for anyone listening we appreciate your time let us know what you think about the choices for the 10 episodes the choices for the new companions the choices for anything we've talked about in this episode let us know send us some feedback we will play it on a future episode but in the meantime we will see you
3: next time Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre. They've got an audiobook. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussingwho, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.